Friends, welcome back to another edition of the Become Good Soil podcast. Sherry and I are in the studio today, and we are really excited to pick up on a conversation that we began on the last episode on exploring this fundamental pillar of marriage through the window of Matthew 7 and his teaching on the plank and the speck. Jesus says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Friends, these are deep waters, and if you've not listened to the first half of this conversation, you'll want to go back to the most recent episode of the Become Good Soil podcast we produced. And so now we are going to pick up on the second half of this conversation between Sherry and I, inviting you to explore these deep waters. Mark, how would you say, in terms of how this could be applied in marriage, if you could just say a little more about why was it on your heart to talk about this particular subject when we were moving toward some opening podcasts on marriage? Yeah, it's a great question, Sherry. And I, I think that the context of marriage gives us profound visibility into the brokenness in our spouse and how we suffer under the consequence. Mm. So there's much suffering under the consequence of the brokenness, the not yet mm -hmm. that manifests in our spouse in a way that other relationships, uh, you can see it and you can avoid it. But in marriage, <laughs> you live under the consequence, right? That's so well Isn't that said. true? It's so well said. And so then out of this pain of I live under the consequences yes. of your brokenness, I begin to blame as a projection of it, right? Mm -hmm. But that pain never justifies my sin. To answer your question, what I love about Jesus is he's so practical and he's so brilliant in ever working to bring us life. Mm. And so this isn't about a moral code. This mm. isn't about being um, more responsible. This is about Jesus saying, I want life for you. Yes. And, and, and Sherry, you and I are after the full portion of mm -hmm. marriage. We want everything that God intends for a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I believe by putting this into practice, we mm -hmm. found Jesus's words to be reliable, mm -hmm. that if I'm willing to take time to consider your speck and name it as a speck and then release it, release it to God and say, just as Jesus does, it's very valid, but it's not of my primary concern. Mm. And now I'm going to shift to be even more curious about my plank, yes. okay? To contend mm -hmm. with it, to be aware of its impact and the consequences of hurting the people I love the most. And then inviting Jesus and the work of the kingdom to heal and restore and integrate me. Mm -hmm. What I love about this passage is Jesus says, we are now equipped 
to truly love our spouse, to mm-hmm. see them clearly, to be an aid, to be a co-creator with God in the restoration of their soul, mm-hmm. and to tie back to the very first idea we began this conversation with, Jesus says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And so the brilliance of this is Jesus says, I want life for you. Mm. And so the reality of the kingdom, the nature of reality is such that the more you're willing to make your focus working with God in your own restoration, the more it will create an atmosphere. It will create the best possible atmosphere for the restoration of your spouse. And in turn, it will create the best possibility for the restoration of your marriage and your union into oneness Mm -hmm. and your maturing into a wholehearted partnership. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus actually wants life for us. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this is one of the fundamental pillars to a vibrant, united marriage. And so we actually get the very thing we want the most, and that is our own restoration Mm -hmm. and the restoration Mm -hmm. of our spouse. Yes. They're not mutually exclusive. That's so good, Morgan. What you're saying reminds me of two things that I was reading recently from what Richard Rohr teaches. Basically, he was identifying what he would, I think, would argue are two facets of reality is that first, one of the themes of true life-giving spirituality is the question of what will we do with our pain? And secondly, the generative spirituality, spirituality that bears the fruit of life, always starts with, I'm the problem. The biggest problem in my life is going to be on the inside of Mm -hmm. me, rather than externalizing and saying, my problem is that Morg has no mercy for Mm -hmm. me when I'm late. Or Mm -hmm. my No, like the excitement. I used the word earlier today, and I loved it. Where the action is, Mm -hmm. where I get to get excited about is, what is this revealing about the problem in me, Mm -hmm. about where I'm not aligned yet? I don't yet bear the family resemblance of God, where I'm not yet living in alignment with reality. And we get to be excited about that, and we get to practice anticipating again, with sort of that adventurous expectancy that you've drawn my attention to in in the message translation of Romans 8, part of the adventurous expectancy of sonship or being a child, a daughter of God is in the what's next, Papa, is what is this moment revealing about the biggest problem that I have going, which Mm -hmm. is where I'm not yet living in alignment with your kingdom, or I don't yet have revelation about what is true and good and beautiful, or I have sin and my false habitual self is wreaking havoc in my own soul. And it's just so exciting to think about, you know, that that just kind of excites me, even though it's also very painful. Yes. Sherry, it's so good. And there there is so much we could explore in this passage. It's really infinite in its ability to inform us and equip us to walk into ever deeper maturation. So we want to invite you to explore this more. Um, We're going through a series of these kind of pillars, these foundational big ideas for a wholehearted marriage to explore this question of what is the full portion available for a man and a woman under heaven. And we're, we're exploring this idea of how do you mature in oneness in a way that moves this fundamental posture of our soul in marriage from the requirement of self-preservation 
with a hand up, guarding and protecting to a posture of mutual advocacy where we, we really embody the atmosphere of the Trinity that is so growing in fullness mm-hmm. that we actually have a, a bend towards loving our spouse well mm-hmm. for their own sake. Mm-hmm. And so what does it look like to move deeper and deeper from self-preservation to mutual advocacy? Mm-hmm. We're exploring these big ideas, and this is one that we want to invite you to read the text again afresh. And as Sherry said, put your name in it. Put your spouse's name in it. Come to it with sincere curiosity. And as we did in the earlier podcast, we've wanted to leave you with a question or a few questions that you can take to your father, that you can take with your spouse to mine the riches that are available in this as you put it into practice. And so Sherry, what question or what questions would you have to share with our friends today as they walk away from this podcast? Um, Mark, I think one question that comes to me is, where are you tempted to make a place of pain in your marriage foremost about your spouse's misalignment with God or goodness or truth or beauty and only secondarily about what's going on and what's at play in your own story and soul? Where are you tempted to shift um, into focusing more on what's going on in your spouse Mm -hmm. than what is at play in you? I think that's a brilliant question. And just to kind of maybe frame it in the context of this passage then, I would suggest maybe asking it this way of what is the speck in your spouse's eye? Jesus, would you show me and let me take some time to really give honest consideration of what speck is causing me pain? And then once you've spent some time in that, to invite God's life to help you release that and trust it to his care, and then give some honest consideration in light of that, some real curiosity, and what is the plank? What is the plank in my own eye that Jesus is inviting me to consider. I think it's so interesting that Jesus is talking about our ability to see. Mm-hmm. And elsewhere, he says, Know this that the eye is the lamp of the body. Mm. And when the eye is healthy, when how we see is healthy, the whole body is full of light. And when the eye is unhealthy, the whole body is full of darkness. We haven't really gotten a chance to explore it fully in this podcast, but I think the idea of um, this plank also has something to do with it skews mm-hmm. how I see reality. Mm-hmm. It it has to do with, additionally, it's a particular kind of incongruence with mm-hmm. God that really affects how I see yes. myself, God, the nature of the story. I mean, it's it really is like, it has a lot of impact. Yes. Well, and Jesus is beckoning us on a path mm-hmm. and a process that mm-hmm. will allow us to see clearly. And his implication is there is a way to become the kind of person that yes. can see more and more clearly. Yes. And he's suggesting that we must go through this process yes. in order to see clearly. Yes. And the implication is until we deal with it, try as we might, we simply will not be able to That's, see clearly. I so appreciate that, Morgan. And I think maybe an additional question to consider then is also 
how is this plank in my eye affecting how I see myself, God, the story of human history, etc., beyond just my marriage? Because although mm-hmm. we're we're using it as kind of the, you know, you'll get to see more clearly your spouse, I would argue additionally, this isn't this plank is not just affecting how we see our spouse. Yes. This plank is affecting on a much even uh, wider aperture. Yes, far more than we know. Far more than we know. And so to be really, really curious about the plank, not just as a means of eliminating pain in our marriages, mm-hmm. but really asking God to show us, how does my plank compromise yes. and affect how I see? So friends, those are some questions for you. And we invite you to come with us and be among the brave that are willing to take some serious consideration Mm -hmm. of their own lives with this promise and possibility that Jesus is putting forth that we can become the kind of people that love well and love deeply. And so, Jesus, we do pause. These are big ideas, and this is a big topic And I just confess that it does elicit a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and even the knee-jerk reaction to defend or justify. And Jesus, I pray that you would just settle our hearts, even now, that we would trust your words that say the measure that we use will be used to measure us. And so, Father, what would it look like for our measure to be consecrated, that the measure we can grow into using towards our spouse is a measure of benefit of the doubt, a measure of understanding and consideration that they are on a journey and they are being transformed, that the measure we consider towards our spouse is one of forgiveness one of trust, one of grace, one of room, and wide open spaces, one of permission to grow and to put into practice. Mm. Jesus, would you come and take us into these deeper waters? Jesus, would you give us illumination as to what you are surfacing in us through these podcasts. God, would you help us explore these treasures so that we might truly invite you into the deep places in us that are inhibiting our ability to see clearly those that we love. Jesus, would you lead us and guide us so that we can love well those in our lives, our spouse, our children, our friends, and others that we would love them well so that we can love them in partnership with you into wholeness and integration. Jesus, we trust you and the process. We choose to put into practice your counsel and we choose to trust that you will provide us your life and every resource that you have to make it so. We ask for your streams of living water to refresh us, to enliven us, and to strengthen us. And we ask, God, in all these things that you would lead us by still waters, 
that continue to restore our soul, that you would bring us peace, and that you would give us your optimism in regard to our marriage, that you would give mm-hmm. us your yes, hope God. with an eager expectation of what is possible yes. for us with our spouse and us with all that you are entrusting to our care. We ask for more and more of you. Friends, thank you for joining Sherry and I on this Become Good Soil podcast. We look forward to being together with you again. 